Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. Now, a few weeks ago, we had a conversation about blocked railroads. If you don't quite remember, here's a refresher on the issue. Eight-year-old girl killed last night has been identified. She and her nine-year-old brother had been ordered by their mother to go under a stopped train, which was blocking their bus stop. We received several complaints about trains blocking roads and even driveways, with no way of knowing when those trains will move. This is not an inconvenience only. These are trains blocking roadways that sometimes are going to block first responders rushing to an emergency. A new report out by ProPublica is highlighting a danger facing students in Hammond, Indiana. They are forced to crawl over or under stopped trains as they're walking to school. After an investigative report and mounting public pressure, the U.S. Department of Transportation is now granting $570 million to create safe ways to get around railroad tracks. That funding aims to address 400 dangerous crossings that officials have identified throughout the country, including a couple in Hammond, Indiana. Josie Sermon is a national investigative reporter for Investigate TV, and she's been following these developments. Now, Josie, we talked before on the show about certain railroad crossings that are getting blocked for hours, even days, by these stalled trains. We heard a little bit about it in those sound bites, but can you share some more? Well, this is a national problem. Obviously, Hammond, Indiana, suburb of Chicago, has been sort of the focus of our reporting with ProPublica on this issue because we caught such dramatic footage of kids actually crawling under and over these trains. But this is something that happens in cities and towns across America. Uh, You know, crossings are blocked, pathways to school are blocked, emergency response is delayed. Uh, And when these crossings are blocked, also sometimes cars try to go through them. That results in collisions. So these are major problems. This isn't just, as uh, you heard there, an inconvenience. This is a major safety issue, a quality of life issue. And it's something that the federal government specifically wanted to address in the ways it can. Right now, blocked crossings are completely unregulated. The federal government has no power. The states have no power to tell the trains to move on. So at the moment, their goal is fund solutions to this, give out hundreds of millions of dollars to hopefully eliminate these crossings uh, in cities and towns across America. It's pretty much the only play they have at this moment. Yeah, I mentioned this first round of funding is meant to address some 400 crossings across the country. How exactly were those identified? So they they basically had a call to action where cities and towns could apply for these grants. This is grant funding. It's coming for the first time from the infrastructure law from the Biden administration. First time ever that they've allocated specific funding for blocked crossings and dealing with these, they call them at-grade crossings. Basically, it's anywhere people, pedestrians, and cars are going to encounter trains, and they want to get rid of them. So it's a five-year program. We're talking about $3 billion here. It's a ton of money. Uh, and this first round is $570 million. So basically, they got applications from across the country. The federal government looked at them and decided which ones they essentially thought should go first, which ones had the most dangerous, most egregious areas they should address. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they gave out money to 60 projects in 32 states, some of them big, some of them small, uh, and including one in Hammond, Indiana as well. And, and before we get into specific plans, just- Just clarify for us, Josie, you mentioned the word projects there. These 60 projects that the Department of Transportation has selected to fix, that's not equivalent to 60 rail crossings, right? 
No. So these projects themselves could address one specific intersection. It could be a bridge that they build. They could build an underpass or an overpass. Or the project itself could be to address a succession of intersections that are problematic. Because these trains, as we know now, can be miles long. So if they block one crossing, odds are they're going to block several crossings Mm -hmm. in a town or a city. So the project might be more wider scope where they're looking for solutions to deal with the problem and get the train out of the way for the entire town. So it might be the starting point or it might be uh, a complete and total project that addresses an entire area where trains stop and create problems. Now, much of your reporting, it's focused on dangerous crossings in Hammond, Indiana, uh, from, you know, kids being killed crossing through the stalled train trying to get to school to uh, emergency service vehicles that were waiting hours to just to try to get to the other side of the tracks. You investigated this along with ProPublica. How long had it been going on in Hammond? This has been, this has been going on in Hammond uh, for the better part of decades. And it's not unique to Hammond, as I mentioned. As far as I know, I don't believe they've had a fatality uh, at least in the last 20 years, specific to a blocked crossing. Um, but this is essentially, a, you know, a disaster waiting to happen. That's the way it's been put to us. Because these kids are doing what rail workers would tell you you should never do, which is interact with the train itself. They're stopped. They could move at any moment. And these kids are climbing over and under. And what we captured is essentially like a unicorn. They've been talking about this problem for 20 years. The mayor of Hannah himself has been fighting for solutions mm-hmm. for 20 years because they know what happens. But this is the first time people have actually seen it. And as a result of seeing that footage captured by our team at Investigate TV and the reporting from ProPublica, it's led to action. I mean, immediately outrage. We literally just got uh, done talking to the Hammond mayor earlier today. He said he has heard from people all over the country that were outraged looking for Mm. solutions uh, the day after our reporting went out. He heard from the CEO of Norfolk Southern. He was outraged by what he saw. It's outrageous. It's stunning uh, when you see what these kids are doing. And he vowed to provide a solution. Uh, The mayor has been pretty tight-lipped about the solutions. We know that it's something that's going to take money that's going to specifically protect the kids. But at the moment, they're dealing with um, some short-term solutions. They've agreed to sort of a curfew where they won't park the trains uh, in Hammond while the school hours are operating. They won't... um, They've kind of got an email blast going out to let people know when the trains are going to be there. They've got busing. We're told that there's a rail task force uh, from the federal government going to come out and take a look. And I know that in the next couple of days, we're going to be breaking some news about what's actually happening in Hammond in terms of uh, a concrete solution that will hopefully eliminate this problem from happening. They did get $7 million in these federal grant funds to address another problematic Mm -hmm. crossing, but it's not where we physically saw these kids cross. Right. So they're they're actually reserving that federal money for something and hoping that Norfolk Southern addresses with their money the problem that we captured in our footage. Got it. And and uh, to that end you talked about the the frustration and the and the outrage uh, when when folks saw your reporting in Hammond that city is going to get just over seven million dollars to fix two crossings where where Parish and Arizona Avenues intersect with Norfolk Southern's rail line. How's the community reacting to that news? Well, it's been controversial. So they're they're actually just getting the federal funding for a project that's been in the works for quite a while, but it has a lot of controversy because it's going to deal with some uh, green space that the community is very attached to. And it's not going to specifically address the pedestrian problem that exists 
by these area schools in Hammond where the kids have been going under or over the trains. So it is a solution to part of the problem in Hammond, and the mayor would be the first one to tell you that. Uh, and they're going to get federal dollars as well as some funding um, from other sources to complete that project that has been in the works. He's happy to see it, but they know they need to address the area by the schools. There's a there is a middle school, a high school, and an elementary school all in the same area by a crossing, and that has to be the priority for them. They don't have federal funding for that. He told me today they specifically didn't apply for one of these grants because they want to have uh, a solution that they can work on more quickly. And although these federal dollars are wonderful, uh, they're going to be put, put to good use. They can't get them as quickly as they might like. They've got to go through an application process, and it might be a little bit more complicated. So they're hoping to work with Norfolk Southern on a solution that they would pay for. Mm. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and our guest is Josie Sturman, national investigative reporter for Investigate TV. We're talking about the U.S. Department of Transportation investing hundreds of millions of dollars to reduce the number of dangerous railroad crossings across the country, including two in Hammond, Indiana. Uh, so, Gary, Indiana, is set to receive uh, up to $4.5 million, Josie. But I'm curious, the Department of Transportation's plan, it states that they're also getting a non-federal match of funds from the city of Gary and Indiana Department of Transportation and nearly $10 million from the Federal Highway Administration. So does this mean Indiana is taking some responsibility here for the dangerous crossings? Well, not just the states themselves and the cities themselves. The most important thing that Secretary Buttigieg said to us last week is that they also want the rail carriers to feel some obligation in this as well. So that's why you'll see in some of the projects that the bigger rail carriers are contributing. You know, they, at this point, cannot be regulated when it comes to this issue. So the secretary told us the right thing to do is to have them at least pick up part of the tab here. So that's what you're going to see happening. These projects are getting a chunk of federal funding, but that doesn't mean it pays the whole bill. So they might need to tap into state funds. They might need to tap into those private funds. And the secretary wants that to happen. He feels like it's an important part of the conversation to have the people who are causing the problem contribute to the solutions. Uh, what we found in our conversations with pretty much everybody involved in this is that the rail carriers believe we've been here way longer than you. You built around us, and this is your problem. But I can tell you, there's not a local, state, or federal government official who believes that's the mentality they need to have here. They want them to at least pick up some of the tab on these projects to solve this problem. And keep in mind, we're talking about 400 crossings they're going to deal with here. There are more than 200,000 across the country. So they're just dipping a toe into this problem and addressing the most egregious problematic crossings first. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a start. It's not going to get them there, and they're going to need much more to happen. They need regulation. They want legislation to deal with these problems. They're not there yet, so this is just step one. At least they can throw money at this problem for now. Illinois is also getting some funding for two projects, uh, one in West Suburban Franklin Park and another in Decatur in central Illinois. What do we know about those railroad crossings and how the money will be split there? Those specific ones, um, I have not dialed into every single project in terms of the specific details on how they go, but we know that they're prioritized. Basically, when the federal government looked at these projects, they got bids from all over the place, and they had to look at the places that had a plan, that knew already what they were going to do with the money and had some sort of vision for what needed to happen, as well as some serious public safety issues to address. Um, so I can tell you that if they've made the list in this round of funding, this initial $570 million, it's for good reason. The federal government thoroughly examined all of the bids and, and grant applications they got. 
to try to make sense of which ones should go to the front of the line. But keep in mind, they still have four years of funding to give out. So cities and towns that didn't get it, this is just the beginning. They have a lot more money to give out. This was a priority from the Biden administration, from what we understand, priority from the Department of Transportation. So they're just getting started. And anybody who already made the cut in this list is for good reason. Yeah. You you talked with uh, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg about the plan. What did he say about this first round of projects? Well, it's key. You know, it's just basically getting this problem addressed. And it's the first time the federal government has allocated specific funds for this problem. They know these at-grade crossings are an emergency response issue, a public safety issue, an inconvenience. Uh, and so they have to deal with it. If they don't have legislative power, which is something the secretary wants more than anything, I can tell you in our conversation, mm-hmm. uh, but that's a non-starter at the moment in Congress. Uh, in the meantime, all they can do is fund solutions where they can, where they see them. But it's called the essentially the rail elimination program. They want to get rid of them altogether because they know, and the industry feels the same way. They feel like the only safe crossing is a crossing that doesn't exist. So everybody's on the same page. They don't want the public interacting with trains. That's just how it is because towns and cities built up around them. Mm -hmm. And as a result, they are having that problem. So the only thing they can do now is fund some sort of overpass, bridge, underpass, or a way to get rid of the crossing altogether. And that's the goal. So this plan includes some accountability then, whether it's the the government agencies or, or the railroad companies themselves? No, there is no accountability here at all, and that's the biggest challenge on this issue. And the thing that we've watched is the railroad industry, when it comes to this, does not have to move. Uh, At one point, the states had jurisdiction over this and had the ability to fine the railroads, uh, but those cases were taken to court. The railroads won, and as a result, the states were left with no power, and it exists in this sort of uh, murky legal area. Um, And there is a chance coming up that the Supreme Court is going to weigh in on this deal with this issue and decide once and for all who's really in charge. But for right now, there is no accountability issue. There is currently uh, one piece of legislation in the House from Congresswoman Garcia in Houston uh, that would put a limit on how long trains can stop at any one crossing, um, give the FRA for the first time authority to find those repeat offenders. But from what we understand, very difficult to get co-sponsors on that. The rail lobby, very powerful. Um, That bill hasn't even gotten a hearing. Uh, In the wake of our reporting, Senator Warnock uh, in the state of Georgia knew this was a problem in Atlanta as well. Mm -hmm. He proposed some provisions in the Rail Safety Act following what happened in Ohio. Those provisions would direct this grant funding that we're talking about to areas specifically where there are schools near the rail crossing or where school busing is impacted uh, by rail crossing because he knows that, first and foremost, they don't want kids to get hurt and they know what kids are doing in these situations. Josie Sturman is a national investigative reporter for Investigate TV. You can find her reporting on InvestigateTV.com. Thank you so much for the update, Josie. Thank you so much for having me. Such a pleasure. This episode of Reset was produced by Brenda Ruiz, and it was edited by Andrew Merriweather and Meha Ahmed. Stay up to date on all the major stories in our region by subscribing to the Reset podcast and newsletter. Find us on your favorite podcast app and go to wbez.org slash Reset News to get us every morning in your inbox. That'll do it for Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We'll talk to you this afternoon.
Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day.